the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you will never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. One of the things that we're told in the Bible to do is keep our eyes on Jesus, the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. One of the reasons why is because that's how we'll learn what we should be like and what we should do. Jesus will show us clearly and completely how the child of God is supposed to live. Jesus will show us clearly and completely how a child of God is supposed to live. It's through watching Jesus that we can learn all the things that matter to our Father so that we can represent Him properly like He wants all of us to do. That's why being imitators of Christ is what we should all be willing and wanting to do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. God wants to elevate you to a lifestyle of kings. Is anybody hearing me up in here? God wants to take you into the lifestyle of priests. God wants to take you into a higher lifestyle. He wants to make you ambassadors for the living God. Ambassadors live well. Praise God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Come on, somebody say do tell. Praise God. Oh, they do. See, the Lord wants us to walk all about in life, living a life different than the one that we previously lived before we departed ourselves as he wants us to do. But trust me, baby, it's going to be a better life than the one that's already being lived by you. Some of you have already done it to an extent so far, and you're already experiencing a better life so far. Is anybody hearing me? Anybody here living a better life so far than they was living before? Well, God say, I got more better for you. More better, more better, more better is what he got waiting on you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? The only question is, are you willing to take it to the next level and allow him to do in your life what he wants you to do? I like this. That word walk figuratively also means to follow as a companion or a votary, a votary, to follow as a command, a companion or a votary. You say, what the heck is a votary? I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Wait, praise God. Let's do the companion one first. Praise God. A companion is a person who is frequently in the company of, associates with, or accompanies another. It's a person who is frequently in the company of, associates with, or accompanies another. See, we're, we're to live our lives like we're in the constant company of God. We're supposed to live our lives like we're in the constant company of God. Ask me why. Because we are. Because he's living in you. Are you listening to me? Holy Ghost is on you. His hand is all over you. He done covered you with his spirit, covered you with his anointment too. Now it's time to live this thing out like he really is with you. You see, it does matter who you hang with. Because who you hang with 
consistently is going to begin to start having its effect on thee. Bad morals will corrupt good people. I know you think you're on a mission. God called you to. To go living with and go hanging out with all these heathens. Praise God doing things that the opposite of what God said do. I know, I know, I know. But if the truth is in it, when they're told, most of you ain't got the strength to be able to pull nothing like that off. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because you get to hanging out with them and before you know it, you start acting like them. Mm-hmm. When you first start hanging with it's like they get ready to pull you one of them. You'd be like, oh, no, I don't do that no more. <laughs> Praise God. And then after a while, pull me one more. Because being around folk gets off on you. Yes, it will. You can be around a person that don't like somebody you like. Can't stand somebody you like. Now, when you first start hanging with them, you'll be like, no, no, no. You'll defend them. No, no, no. They're good. No, no. They're fine. But after a while, they keep telling you stupid stuff about them. Before you know it, you got that far away look in your eye, too. That when you see them, you got that far away look in your eye. I was telling the earlier service prayer, God say, I'm from the streets. Hallelujah. And I thank God that he didn't take away my street smarts. Praise God. I remember he taught me a long time ago, praise God. When I first got born again, I was trying to act right. Praise God, I was trying to act right. I hadn't learned how to be right yet. I was trying to act right. Praise God. I was trying to act right. And the Lord talked to me, praise God. I thank God for a God that talks to you. You know what he said to me? He said, son, never lose your street smarts. I'm like, well, all right now. Because I had invested many years out there learning stuff. Praise God. So I, need, I needed to learn how to act right this Because I got up in the church and found out that them folk in the street was not in the church. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I was telling the earlier service, one of the things I learned in the street is to look in people's eyes. Because the eyes are the portal to the soul. They'll fake a smile. Look in their eyes. They'll act like they with you. Look in their eyes. They act like they on your side and they always been on your side. Look straight in their eyes. You'll be able to see. There'll be a connection that'll be made if it's, if it's really there. And if it ain't, you start looking down, looking away. Or you see this far away look. You'll be like, mm-hmm. Well, I was supposed to forget that part. Praise God. Amen. That was the part I was supposed to forget. Praise God. Amen. But I was, to, I was supposed to remember who's on your side. Are you listening to me? I can tell the ones that's been disconnected. And I can tell they've been hanging out the ones who's already been disconnected. All I got to do is look in their eyes. And I can see who's, who's my crew, who's my posse, who's really running with me, and who's the one that's trying to stab me in my back. You know, smiling faces. <laughs> I would, praise God, but I, I'm trying to keep people on the hook with me. It took me a while to get them in the spirit. Praise God. They'd be like, they'd be like getting back. <laughs> Backstabbers. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the point I'm trying to raise is that when you're in the company of somebody, you'll start acting like them. Let's flip it and make it good now. When you're in the company of somebody that's good as God, you get gooder and gooder and gooder. Yourself. That's the word, gooder. You get gooder and gooder and gooder. The more time you spend around God, the gooder you'll get. The more time you be around God, good is what you're going to get. And God wants you to act like I'm around you. If I was with you, would you be looking at that girl like you're looking at him now? If I was with you, would you touch that girl like you're touching right now? Come on, male and female. Create heat in. Would you cuss like you do if I was standing there right next to you? Would you hang out in that club, that place, 
that you do if you knew I was right there next to you? Amen. Buying me a ticket, paying my cover too? <laughs> Hallelujah. So he's supposed to live our lives like he's accompanying us wherever we go because he is accompanying us wherever we go. I remember that jacked me up, praise God. When I learned this one, because I was good at faking like stuff wasn't happening when stuff is happening. I could perpetrate with the best of them. Is anybody hearing me up in here? I could do, do wrong all day, all night, and then my next two steps look like they're right. Praise God. Everybody think I was right the whole time. Praise God. But then I found out God goes with me everywhere I go. I was like, oh, no. I started getting ready to step up in places, and I'm thinking like, wait a minute. Is he supposed to go here? And I can't be like, Lord, wait for me out here. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Well, I, I go do this and I, you know, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. No, see, no, no. <laughs> he going with me. So I can't take him places like that. It starts changing things. Let's go to the next one. A companion. <laughs> I said as a person who is frequently in the company of, in a, of associated with and accompanying another. We're supposed to live our lives like we're in constant company of God. We're supposed to live our lives like he's accompanying us wherever we go. Here's the second definition. A, a, a companion is also a person that's employed to accompany, assist, or live with another in the capacity of a helpful friend. A person who is employed to accompany, assist, or live with another in the a capacity of a helpful friend. See, when you and me, when God purchased us with his precious blood, when he purchased us with the precious blood of Christ, it was a purchase with a purpose. It was a purchase what a purpose. And if you think he purchased you so you can just go out and do anything you want to do, somebody lied to you. He purchased you with a purpose. See, when we were saved by the Lord, we were saved to become employed in accompanying, assisting, and living with the Lord in the capacity of a helpful friend. In the capacity of a helpful friend. See, helpful friends help their friends in the way that their friends need their help. Helpful friends help their friends and the way that their friends need their help. See, an unhelpful friend will try to help you in a way that you don't need help. But a helpful friend will help you in a way that you need help. And the Lord would like our help to get things done. Save a world is one thing. That's number one. But we're supposed to be able to help him do that. One of the ways we help him do that is to live out the way he wants us to do that. And so we're going to willing to help him. If that's what you want me to do, Lord, it's the smallest thing I could do, especially since you pray, shed blood for me to do what you want me to do. And we don't just do it like, well, you know, I got, I got to do it. I got to do it. No, we do it as a votary, a votary, V-O-T-A-R-Y. If you take a note, a votary, V-O-T-A-R-Y. Well, what the heck is a votary? You know what a votary is. You use it in Scrabble all the time. Don't act like you don't know what it is. But just in case, a votary is a person who is bound by solemn religious vows, like a nun or a monk. It's a person that's bound by solemn religious vows, like a nun or a monk. Now, you might not agree with their theology. You might not agree with their doctrine. But one thing that you can be impressed about regardless is their commitment. Is their commitment. You know, I, I used to teach classes in comparative religions, praise God, in comparative religions, even though Paul's button, there is no religion that compares to ours. Praise God. Paul's button off. Praise God. I'll say it again. There is no religion that compares to ours. Paul's button off. Hallelujah. So anywho, teach classes in comparative religion. 
And, 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 and when I used to study other people's religions, it used to amaze me the devotedness that them, some of them had to their religions. Devotedness they had to what it is they do. Now, I found out that many of them are that devoted, many, not all, many of them are dev- that devoted because they got to be. Because if they don't stay that devoted, they'll never make it into whatever they think and they're going to make it to. Some of them making it to all nirvana. Nirvana. Making it. You know what the word nirvana actually means? Nothingness. Yep, that sounds like a wonderful thing to want to go toward. Nothingness. Amen. Anyway, that's another teaching. Anyway. A lot of them do it because they think they have to. God set us free. So we don't have to. But that doesn't change that he wants us to. That doesn't change that he wants us to. But he wants us to do because we want to do. And because we love him. Not because we have to. In fact, as quiet as it's kept, and it's kept real quiet, if you really study doctrine, you'll find out that God never changed what he said. He changed the motive of the heart of the person that was going to do what he said. He didn't change what he said. That's why after you get born again, he writes his law in your heart. Because he didn't have a problem with the law. The Bible tells us in Psalms that the law of the Lord was perfect. We was the ones that was imperfect. But now that we're born again, he came and took out our old heart, put in his heart, and said, now go ahead and do what I told you to do in the first place. Just do what I told you to do like you're supposed to. So don't let nobody tell you no foolishness about how it is that he don't care what you do. Yes, he does. And he expects us to be able to live this thing out like we're supposed to. We're supposed to become devoted at doing this. See, this being bound, I said a person who is bound by solemn religious vows like a nun or a monk. This being bound is not talking about being chained or imprisoned, but it's bound as in committed. We're committed to doing it. See, it's a person who's committed to whatever or whoever that they're committed to. Like husbands and wives, they're supposed to be votaries with one another. They're supposed to be committed to one another. That's why husbands don't be looking at no women that be walking away. I don't care whether she got junk in her trunk or she got other people junk in her trunk too. You don't be looking at nobody else when they walk by. Why? Because you committed to yours. Why am I hearing mostly female amens? Praise God. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. And and ladies now say hey. And you don't be talking to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. That's scary. You, and you sure don't take that mess up in your house and be telling, the, tell, telling this man of God about everything about some, some other man is doing. That don't work out well. But you know, he do this, he do this, he do that. that, that. You only, look, even God only gave five of them to the devil before he had to go. Is anybody hear me up here? I don't want to work with me up in here. Let me give you the second definition for votary then. Praise God, I'm trying to help. Votary. Second definition for a votary is a person who is devoted or addicted to some subject or pursuit. Who is devoted or addicted. Now, this is a good addiction right here. God wants you addicted to doing what he wants you to do and living like he wants you to live. See, when a person is devoted or addicted to some subject or pursuit, then they're consumed by that thing. And their actions will testify about it. They're consumed by that thing. Because they're just addicted to it. Like for instance, I was telling the earlier service, Bishop, you know, Bishop Keith A. Butler, praise God. Uh, it's my pastor. It's my pastor, praise God. And the bishop, praise God, the bishop. Bishop is like this. He's the kind of person that when he gets into something, he get all the way into something, praise God. He get all the way into something. I remember when he got into hunting, praise God. I remember when he learned how to hunt, praise God. You know, they was going to let him do something for, for, for relaxation, calm himself down sometime, praise God. Just get away and go hunting. 
So since he couldn't go off on people, we was, they taught him how to shoot animals. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And eat them for those you know, no, and, and eat them. Anyway, so, but Bishop, he got all the way into that thing. I mean, to the point that it's like, dang, Bishop. I mean, I, I ain't saying that because I'm here and he's somebody else. I used to say it to him because I used to, come on, Bishop, that dang, man. Leave some of the animals in the, in the wilderness. Praise <laughs> God. Because I would shoot at that. And then he, and he had an office. I'm not, I, this is no jest. But he was the bishop over like buku churches and buku ministers and stuff. So, you know, this is not too much. His office was easily just short of half the size of this whole sanctuary. That's how big his office was. Praise God. He's handling big business, though, all over, from stuff all over the world. Big, huge office. But at the same time, along the walls, he had all that wall space. But there was no wall space because everywhere you look, when he got into hunting, there were heads of animals <laughs> to the point that it was almost like no wall space. you like, dang. <laughs> you walked in and it was like tripping. you like, dang. In fact, I remember my, mother, my wife went in there one time, praise God. She went to, to you know, get ready. You know, and we was having a meeting. She got ready to go use one of his lavatories, praise God. And, and she went into a lavatory and she came right back out. I was like, dang, that was quick, you know. I'm like, did you wash your hands? Praise God, amen. <laughs> yeah, that was like real quick and stuff. She said, I didn't do it. I said, well, why didn't you do it? She said, he cut an animal head in there. I can't use the bathroom with no animal looking at me. Praise God. <laughs> Homie had animal heads everywhere. I wish y'all could see. One day I'm going to take y'all there so y'all can see if he still got all them animal heads up there. It's like, it was incredible. We go in there and have these meetings and stuff like that. And I told him I used to have to take an allergy pill just to go in there and meet because all these animal heads is everywhere. Praise God. In fact, one time, I mean, for real, he filled the whole wall up with antelope, deer, yak, heads all over the place. Praise God. Bison, a big bison head sitting up there, you know, and then he said, I need one on the other side to balance it out. And so you get another big head bison sitting on that side. It's like, dying. In fact, he ran out of floor, on, on wall space. He started doing floor space. I looked over in the corner one time, there was a big bear standing there, like he was lifting up his hand. He said, yeah, that's the position he was in when I bust the cap in him, too. Praise God. <laughs> and then there was a, a lion, little lion, sitting there over on the side, and his head was turned over like this, like he was drinking water. And he like turned on and he said, Yep, that's about where he was too. Praise God. And he bust the cap in him and took. But this is the one I couldn't handle. I, I mean, it was hard enough for me to handle all the but this time I walked into the meeting and I, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. He had Jeffrey sitting on the wall. You know, from Toys R Us. Why y'all laugh? You ain't seen Jeffrey in no commercials in Toys R Us, have you? Recently? I found him. His head was right there on the wall. He had a whole giraffe head. It started down at the bottom, and then the head went all the way up to the ceiling and stuff like that with the antlers up at the top. I was like, no, Bishop, no. You took Jeffrey out, man. Dang. There's nothing sacred to you. Because <laughs> when he gets into stuff, he's like he addicted. It's like, dang, Bishop. Toys are of Jeffrey. I saw a little kid walk in, and they said it to him. People thought I was making that up. Little kid walked in one time. I said, look, Mama Jeffrey. I like, dang, that is so heartbreaking. I'm making this comical. But God wants you to be addicted to living out what he wants you to live out. See, I don't know about you, but I'm addicted to Jesus. 
I'm so addicted to Jesus. I'm, I mean, I'm cracked out on Jesus. He is, he is the ultimate rock. Is anybody hear me up in here? Shatarabusa. I got to admit, every day, every chance I get, I go off to myself. Open it up. It's already lined up. It ain't white no more. Now it's black and red. Oh, praise God. <laughs> wow, Jesus. I'm telling you, it's like, <laughs> I'll be like, all right, all right, all right, all right, I can, I can, I can do this now. Praise God. And they give you the strength to be able to live life like you want to. God wants us to become addicted to living life the way Jesus died for me and you to live. He wants us to become addicted to doing it. See, God wants us to be addicted so we're supposed to be. This is your, anybody say, you addicted to anything? Yeah, Jesus and living out what he intends for me. My whole life is pointed toward what God is about. Everything I'm about is what God's about. If, it, if anything in my life look like it ain't got nothing to do with God, I get rid of it. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I, I, I'm all about God. Praise God. But God wants us living that life too. That was the way that the original Adam was living with, without clothes, but we got clothes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But the original Adam was living it out that way initially too before he slipped and fell and did something other than what God wanted him to do. Everything he did, he did in obedience to his father. Everything he did, he did it the way he was trained by his father. And then Jesus came, the second Adam, and reconnected us back to the father and said, now I want to put you back in that mode too, whereas you become addicted to doing what God wants you to do. People tell you it don't matter. The devil is a liar. That's a flesh gospel. That's a selfish gospel that's telling you to live things for yourself. That is not what Jesus died for. Jesus died for you to be able to live his life the way he wants you to be able to live it. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that one of the things that God wants all of us to do is to be imitators of Him in all that we do. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what He wants all of us to do, but that you're inspired to do what God wants us to do. That is, become the imitators of God that He wants every one of us to be and do, including me and you. We should do everything we can do to learn how to become more like the God who loves and who saved me and you. That's what I'm going to do. I hope you do the same thing too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. We also invite all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2P. That's our glorified to be uniquely here singles fellowship this evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay a half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints. It's done on the fourth Friday of every month 
spawned a single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas, come together in a casual atmosphere, and have food and fun and fellowship, and get a powerful word from God that'll help them live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Later on, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget, saints, be sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you being so kind, to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You've blessed us in ways we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to all of us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, or even sending financial support to us, we know God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do for each and every one of you exactly what he said in his word that he will do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to all of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word to have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 